Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 556. This is the weekly podcast about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 880 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $10 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgrowflowers.com. And thank you to the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliage, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top quality products and services to the local floral industry. Visit them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Well, I love it when I can host a Slow Flowers member who's here on a visit to Seattle. And now that travel is opening up again, I have a feeling that 2022 will be a busy one. Last month, Andrea K. Grist, a longtime Slow Flowers Society member and friend, spent a few days visiting Seattle. She's a past guest of the Slow Flowers podcast and a wedding and event florist based in the Kansas City metro area. Five years ago, Andrea assumed the management of Flora Source KC, a locally owned independent flower wholesaler based in Overland Park, Kansas. And last year, Andrea opened up KC Bloom Hub, a dedicated studio space within Flora Source KC, available to florists for one day rentals for design and production, workshops, and other events. Andrea came to Seattle on a research trip. She hopes to put a greater emphasis on KC-grown flowers through her wholesale outlet, and she wanted to learn from what's happening here. Of course, we visited the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, now in its 11th year as a successful farmer-owned floral wholesale hub. It was early April, and I let Andrea loose there to shop for local and domestic botanicals. Back in my dining room, she created a gorgeous large-scale arrangement with her seasonal selections, which she designed during our conversation. I'll share all of Andrea's social places and links in today's show notes for episode 556 at slowflowerspodcast.com. Let's jump right in and get started. So excited to be here in my own dining room with my good friend Andrea Grist. Hi, Andrea. Hi. Andrea is the creative director of her own design studio called Andrea K. Grist Floral Art. That's what you were doing when I first met you years yes. ago. Yes. And you were a past guest of the Slow Flowers podcast with that hat on. And now, um, in the last five years, you've moved into wholesale and you're the creative director of Flora Source KC yeah. in Kansas City. And um, also, you have a new project called KC Bloom Hub, which we'll yeah. talk about. 
So Andrea, thanks for coming to Seattle. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> well, you're excited because you get to play with local uh, seasonal flowers. Yes, yes, absolutely. So thanks for letting me come out and invade your space for a little bit. And um, we've got some really fun, beautiful flowers to, to play with. Yeah, today, it's so. early April and you have kind of an apricot peachy plum palette. And yeah. so I'm going to talk to you while you design, which I know okay. you're completely comfortable doing. Sounds great. All right, so um, this is fun because your expertise, I feel, is very much in color, and so and you oh, offered a book on color, and so um, this will be fun to talk about why you're doing what you're doing, and um, when you design, do you always start with you know the woody material first? Well, so this was a vase from your house that I just grabbed off the fireplace or something like that, so. Um, at the market this morning, I was just looking at some new and, and fun things, uh, some things that I don't see as much in the Midwest. So that was kind of what my go-to was, things I don't see very often. To give so, yourself a chance to play with Yeah, them. exactly. So I feel like this this container has a really wide open mouth, so we're going to get some good volume on it and stuff. So I'm going to try to keep the stems long and let them go where they go, and we'll kind of see. And I was... As I was saying to you, some of this stuff I, I don't know the name of, so if you want to chime in and that on is a, anything, yeah, let me know. <laughs> that is a type of spirea, and when we checked out today at the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, I heard the staff say it's Oregon grown, so I'm, okay. not, I'm not quite sure what variety it is, but um, it's just that time of year when all the woody uh, you know, flowering branches are starting to pop, and so it's it's nice to get... This is so whimsical to me and very, you know, it's just really light and stuff. And I feel like it just, there's lots of different bending in a lot of the stems and stuff. So I'm kind of going to use this to, to create my like framing for how large I want to go with this. And then we'll kind of start filling in. And I guess, so this, I want to kind of show like what this other, I'll just pick it up. The front of the base. Yeah. So it's flat on the back, but then... So, um, like, as you're watching, I'll try to do that because then it'll give you a little bit better perspective. So what I'm going to try to do is do something kind of flat-backed and then have it drape over the front mm. a little bit. So I'll try to continue to turn it around a little bit. It's funny because so often you don't, if you do a one-sided arrangement, the base is round. Yeah. This base is like, hey, I am a one-sided arrangement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sets the tone very, very quickly. So, and, and full disclosure, we didn't have a vase in mind when we were shopping this morning. You, you just picked your palette. Yeah. And then you came to my house to see what I have. So. Well, the first one I picked was, uh, was a turquoise vase because I, I like the turquoise and orange and peachy combination. Yeah, but this has got this matte black on the on the rounded side. Yeah, really I think this pretty. is going to look really, really nice. And I think when we get into the hellebores and the, is it fertilaria? Mm -hmm. Then I think that'll just kind of draw out the color of the vase that much more. So yeah, um, it is a it is hard though to design in a oddly shaped vase. And this is a vase. I don't know who the artist is, but I, it was a gift from. Um, a wedding that I designed for a friend on Whidbey Island, and she bought it at a shop called... It's really cool. Yeah, she bought it at a shop called Edit. <laughs> so okay. anyone curious, it's probably a one-of-a-kind. I'll try to find the artist's name and post it when I share this in the show notes. But um, Andrea, I've only ever had ball, like 
long uh, lasting hydrangea in here. Like I've cut from my shrubs yeah. in like late summer and then just let it dry and stay in the vase, you know, all winter. Um, so it's just been underutilized. So I'm so excited to see what you yeah, do. Yeah, this was it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is the one. So I'm trying to keep a lot of the foliage on here. I think that's really pretty foliage on the, what this is, Grevillea. Mm -hmm. So, um, I that's think that's gorgeous. one thing that sometimes people, they're very quick to strip off all, all of the foliage, um, and just focus on the flower. So we're going to try yeah, to then you miss let the, the foliage shine a little bit too. Yeah. Cause you miss all the texture otherwise. Yeah. Um, so Andrea, while we're designing, give us a little snapshot of Florasaurus KC because, um, it is, you are a, um, wholesaler in, um, kind of full service wholesaler, but you have some specializations. Yeah. So I, you know, we do consider ourselves a full service floral supplier. You know, we carry a, a mix of, you know, fresh arrangements, fresh, you know, fresh flowers, you know, different greens and stuff. But then I, we have an amazing design background. And I think that's really what sets us apart is that we work with our designers. A lot of times when we have you know, order wedding orders and stuff. We encourage designers to send along their color palettes, to send along their design inspiration boards, because we really want to try to understand what their goal is for whatever event that they're doing, whether it's a wedding or, or any sort of thing, you know. Um, it also helps us to be better, you know, service providers for them if we need to offer substitutions then we kind of have a general idea of like what they're going for. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I always, plus we're creatives, we're all creative. So we like that visual element to be shared with us so that it, I just think it helps us to do our job that yeah. much, well, that you're much kind better. Of, you're kind of like consul a consulting designer then because you understand what the client needs um, and why they're ordering what they're ordering. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of designers come to us is because we do try to stay one step ahead. We do try to be, you know, we try to stay out in the industry as far as education, uh, you know, so that people can come to us and say, what are you seeing? You know, what is hard to get in? What are you seeing new varieties? We always really want to try to, to stay one step ahead of the designers that we service. Mm -hmm. um, so what we had a um, fun thing that we did earlier, I think last fall, maybe during membership month, we, we, neither of us can remember, but I'll find the link. But Andrea did an Instagram live tour of KC, um, of Florasource KC with us. And um, it was because you had opened a new division. So yeah. um, this has been really fun. Yeah, it's let's talk really about fun. what that is. Well, so we decided to go ahead and expand last summer. And during the expansion, we were trying to put our heads together and say, you know, what are we seeing in the industry that designers need? And one of the first things was just space, mm -hmm. you know, a place to design, a place to do production. Uh, some of our designers ended up, um, you know, not renewing leases from COVID or they had so many special events that were canceled that they, you know, just decided to maybe do more of a studio designer situation. Well, you know, then when they started rebooking weddings for, for this year and last fall and stuff, it was they needed some additional space. So we came up with this idea called the Casey Bloom Hub. And me and my staff, I mean, we worked so hard last summer, a lot of sweat equity, like um, painting and painting, all that. Painting, 
the carpet, you know, moving. We had a roofing company that was next door. So as you can imagine, it was it was very dirty. It wasn't um, pretty. <laughs> no, it wasn't pretty at all. So we had a lot of cleanup work to do and a lot of um, just trying to figure out what that space would look like for designers that were coming in to utilize it. So, um, and basically we spent two, three, four months really you know, diving into that, just clean up stuff. And as soon as we started offering it, it's been going really, really well. We see a definite need for it. Sometimes it's corporate work. Sometimes it's weddings. One of the things I didn't anticipate was the out of town angle. We've had hmm. three or four clients already come in and rent it for a wedding that they were producing in Kansas city, but they are from out of town. So, and that's one thing that I actually didn't know that was going to be so. There was going to be so. For that. How are they finding you then? Do you think? Do you just advertise on uh, social media? You have a new social media account just for Casey. Thorough, I think right? most of it so far has been word of mouth. Um, you know, in addition to you know running floor source, I still freelance on occasion, mm-hmm. and I'm very very lucky to have a good network of designers that I enjoy being around. So I think. In that particular situation, that's how a couple of designers have found us. That's a really good point. It's been your relationships. Yeah, through a freelancing situation where multiple designers are coming from different locations to help with an event, and then they're going back to their region uh, where where their region is, and then kind of saying, "Oh, and you just through a course of conversation. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be in Kansas City next month for this or that, and oh, I know." You know, I know this yeah. gal. And <laughs> so so it's basically like you have a pass-through between um, the two businesses. Like they're shared uh, space, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, we utilize it too. It's been amazing for, for us. Uh, we've gone through, you know, our first major holiday with Valentine's Day. I feel like it's allowed us to spread out. It's allowed us to refine our process and be more efficient with the receiving of our product and, you know, pulling orders and packing orders. And, you know, so it's not just for other designers, yeah. too. There's some definite benefits to, uh, you know, for us. We've been able to, I guess, warehouse more mm-hmm. supply items, mm-hmm. whereas we didn't have space to do that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to be very, very careful about what supply items we got in. Just, you know, we just didn't have the, the yeah. storage for it. What, what's the square footage of the two spaces? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll send me you some got photos. me on that one. You'll send me some photos to share. Yeah, yeah. And our, our website does have um, some photos of the Bloom Hub, and it's it's split up into two different spaces. We've got the design studio. Then we actually put in a conference room. So it's a warehouse, but there's built-in studios. Mm-hmm. So it can function in several different ways, whether an out-of-town client is meeting with some, wants to meet with a designer in the conference room or they're doing a workshop, or they're doing production. We've got a delivery dock where everybody can load out of that, um, which is really cool too. Right. It just, and I think it makes it, you know, for the for the designer that's trying to, you know, the more efficient our space is, the quicker we get our work done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so these are amazing. These yeah. are those are amazing. So I'm kind of just trying to to fill in and let. I do like tulips, and I kind of try to let them bend their own mm-hmm. way. And I know even even after this, you know, watching it over the next couple of days, it's going to morph even more. 
So. Yeah, I'm lucky because you're flying back to Kansas City and you're leaving this here with me. Yes. <laughs> um, but the maidenhair fern is so pretty and it is so, I know that it's available year-round, um, well, I believe, from P Peter Court Roses in Portland, but it has a true, you know, spring roll where it looks like it's just come out, out of the woodland, so. Oh, it's amazing. And actually, the reason I picked it is because I rarely see it with as long of stems as this has. You're right. So that was one of, I was like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. And the same with the butterfly ranunculus too. Yeah. Really, really amazing. That they're getting longer stems. Long stems, yeah. Um, the, can you just talk a little bit about how you charge for people to use Casey Bloom Hub? Like what is, what are the rates or what are the ways that people rent it? Well, right now we've got an online scheduler and a lot, you know, like we're very small. So a lot of times I'll just talk to somebody on the phone and I'll utilize the online scheduler. But for now, that's really just for, uh, for us to um, make sure you don't make sure work. it gets on the calendar. Yeah. So, um, but in time, I think it will be able to be utilized by designers. They can just pop in there. It'll, you know, have dates that are already booked and all that stuff. But for now, just we're really relying on our first set of designers that are using it to let us know, what do you need? What is this? Like they're kind of our guinea pigs mm -hmm. for the, for the yeah. first little while. Like what did you find that worked for you? What did you find that was challenging? You know, so trying to ask those questions after people utilize it is – so I feel like every time somebody comes in, we change it just a little bit. Sure, you're still in trying to accommodate. Um, you know, even even think silly things like we added a processing sink and hooked it into our plumbing, and we add. You know, we bought a couple of additional carts. We, um, you know, have created a couple of new new things. You know, just yeah. Watering cans, spray bottles, yeah. trash cans, carts, you know, all of the things that, the you know. Yeah, exactly. And people who um, come in and rent this, the hub, they do they have access to your um, walk-in cooler if they need to yes. store a product? Yeah, they have access to the walk-in cooler and any of the supplies and stuff. Um, you know, as of right now, like I, as we're talking right now, I don't require the 100% sourcing through Florasource because I feel like a lot of our designers have, you know, maybe local growers that they like to get things from or different things from different, different folks. And, and I don't feel like at this point I want to, you know, invade that, you mm -hmm. know, creative type yeah, of flow you're there. Like a designer here. here yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but every single designer that's been in there has supported us organically, you yeah. know, with, yeah. um, you know, either place a lot do place the whole order through us, but some, you know, they don't and, you know, but they'll buy their supply items or they'll buy something else or, you know, just, just in whatever way. So we want to make sure that we're, well, you um, got them in the door so that they see what you have. Exactly. We want to make sure that they're, um, you know, getting the things that they, that they need mm -hmm. to be, to be able to, and, and, you know, sometimes it's just you know, can I borrow that box because, the, you know, this uh, isn't going in the box the way I wanted it to or something like that. So so sometimes it's just, you know, things that we would have um, that maybe, you know, a studio designer just wouldn't have at their disposal yeah. and stuff. So so you didn't, uh, can you say what the hourly rate is or the day rate? How do you charge? Um, oh, so the um, the day rate right now is 125 and we are only available during business hours. So we ask the designers to, you know, come in and they're, it's available during business hours, but then, like I said, we're pretty small. So 
we don't have, you know, 24-7 access yeah. or keypads or anything like that. Although, you know, maybe in time when we feel a little bit more comfortable with the, you know, with how we're... Right. It's not like you have a dedicated employee to manage this. It's no. you're all kind of flowing between the two businesses. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's just, you know, it's just, I feel like it's just, I wouldn't even call it two businesses. I would just say it's another, it's another area of service mm-hmm. that I feel mm-hmm. like we um, already have a little bit of a different business mm-hmm. model. And I think that customer service really sets us apart. Mm-hmm. So then I just think the Bloom Hub sets it you know, a little further than that. Yeah. But we just wanted it to be its own kind of little fun, creative entity. So that's kind of why we named it that way. So I love it. Well, uh, Andrea, you, how many years were you working as a wedding and event designer before you kind of moved over into this new chapter of your floor life? Because that was about five years ago, right? Yes. I I just celebrated by like five, my five year, you know, work anniversary. So, um, (laughs) But yeah, 17, almost 17 years. Wow. So, um, you know, all when my kids were little and stuff, I was doing weddings and events and, you know, it came about, it was a good time for a move for me and I'm going to do this and it's going to cover my face. We can take it down off of the pedestal too. <laughs> um, but it was, it was a good time for a move. I, I feel like I was getting a little bit stale in the wedding work and not enjoying it as much. And for people that I talk to, it I just call it a different spoke of the same wheel. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And and you already had owned your own business. So you you had the business management side, but this was a whole, you know, and you'd shopped at wholesalers. So you kind of knew it from a customer point of view. I knew what I didn't like. Yeah. And, um, and I knew some of the things that bothered me about, you know, and I actually really drew from that quite a bit about how we could have our customer experience be, be different mm-hmm. um, than that traditional wholesale model. Yeah, because you had used the word earlier, like kind of a, new, a niche uh, type of... Yeah, I, um, like a boutique wholesaler, mm-hmm. I feel like, which I feel like that, that is what sets us apart because we, we don't have the square footage, we don't have as much space. We're very small, so we can't carry as much inventory. Like, what we bring in, we need to sell. It needs to rotate in and out quickly. And, you know, we need to, like, you know, keep it going. Now you can see what you're doing. Okay. Um, So you're out here in Seattle because you're doing some research. Can you talk a little bit about what, um, what prompted this? Yeah, well, you and I have known each other for years, even before I started running a wholesaler. So I've always valued your, um, you know, input. And I, you know, we're trying to do something in Kansas City to um, focus on locally grown Mm -hmm. products. Mm -hmm. And we do purchase locally grown products. I mean, this is a world market. So we do purchase, you know, flowers and greens and things from all around the world. But, you know, I do love bringing in local products. So I know that here in this area is uh, the growers market and a lot of growers in this area that have different ways that they've been able to kind of partner with each other and with other wholesalers in town or to kind of start like a market and stuff. So basically, um, 
I just kind of wanted to figure, try Research. to figure that out a little bit. Yeah. And Andrea, I have to comment when I first met you, and we met, I think, through um, Chapel Designers. Yeah. Because you're active in that. Um, we talked about the, your desire six or seven years ago to source more local. Mm -hmm. um, you you kind of had figured out where you could get locally grown flowers from farmers in the Kansas City area, but um, it was pretty sparse. I mean, it wasn't, uh, they weren't really, the ones who were growing, most of them were more farmer's market vendors. They weren't set up to sell to the, the professional florist, right? Yes, and I think, you know, I feel like anybody in this industry would be remiss if they didn't mention COVID and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it changed a little bit of our model as far as how we were sourcing things. It, it made us think that we needed to diversify our resources. So we weren't putting all of our eggs in one basket as far as our suppliers and mm -hmm. everything, because everybody was experiencing different things in different parts of the country. And, um, you know, even when we were talking this morning, I was saying, you know, in the Midwest, we potentially didn't feel it the same way as other parts of the country. Mm -hmm. we, we still did, but um, when I talk to other people on the East Coast or the West Coast, their experience with it was far more, was far different. Mm -hmm. So Can I just stop for a minute and say that tulip is amazing? <laughs> this is a lovely that tulip. Is, and I will put this, the list of all the ingredients that you're designing with this is um, yummy. up on our show notes because that, I think that is, was grown by um, either Ojeda or Everyday Flowers and it's like a double. Yeah. It's got a really... I grabbed it because it's like weird brown color. Well, it kind of goes with ranunculus, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll turn it around here in a minute. Yeah, you've got the, the kind of brighter orange and then you've got the that creamy butter yellow in the grevillea and the stock. And mm -hmm. it's just so stunning. I, I feel like you've already cracked the nut for knowing how to bring in product from California and all the certified American grown um, product that is, most of it is available year round. It's the seasonal things that the smaller local growers are um, starting to offer to you that you're yeah. trying to figure out how to have more consistently. Well, I feel like, you know, we're, we are small batch, you know, a small batch floral supplier. So we want the pretty stuff. We, mm -hmm. you know, we have a great design background. We can appreciate the finer things. So I feel like that's one of the things we want to be able to have things that other people don't have. And we want to see the novelty things and yeah. um, and offer those to the our, groovy stuff. Our, the groovy stuff. Yes. That's, yes. Yeah. And so um, I, I know in the past you've talked about being able to get certain certain crops, you know, year after year, like peonies, like the Midwest, Kansas City, uh, Kansas, Missouri, you're known for having um, longtime peony growers, I think, compared to maybe other crops. Yeah, we have lovely, um, I mean, it always amazes me when we get, you know, lists from local growers, you know, what's grown. And I will be the first to say anywhere I go that I am not a grower or a farmer or anything like that. Um, and I've got some funny stories where I tried to work on a flower farm for a little bit and, you know. I don't think I know this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it's a funny story, actually. It's a, a Vicky Lander with Flower Hill Farm, you know. Yep. I went and uh, tried in, to. And outside of St. Louis. Outside right? of St. Yeah. Louis, yes. I was, like, writing an article for Missouri Life magazine. And um, I said, 
And I talked to her and I said, can I come work on the farm? And she was like, oh gosh, okay. And so she did. And she, I showed up with open-toed shoes, no hat, no <laughs> sunscreen, like nothing. Um, so it's, yeah. it was a fun. City so slicker. She, yeah. Yeah. It was very, it was, yeah, it was very uh, clear on that one. Yeah. Uh, but, but it is funny. It's so much hard work. And, um, and it's learning that. And I would say that's one thing that I've learned coming from the event design area into wholesale is the agricultural perspective. Mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't, um, I didn't know as much, you know. But you've you've educated yourself. Yes, we, we've gone to several farms together when I came to visit you. Yes, in both um, well Iowa, Missouri, and Kansas. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, so and then we we met up at a field to base dinner in Colorado. So we've had that experience. Yeah. So you're, you're always kind of seeking out flower farmers, but probably just because you're greedy, you want to get what they're doing. <laughs> well, and I mean, when we hosted you for your book uh, signing in Kansas City, and that was great. I met a lot of uh, local growers there, and I feel like there's a, a big push. You know, a lot of people are entering into that field and trying to figure some things out, whether it's flowers or, you know, other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's that's something that seems to be very popular right now. Yeah, there's more time to figure it out. More interest in, like you're obviously seeing florists who want local product. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of our customers will add, that didn't go in there, right? But um, a lot of our customers will ask, uh, what, what, not number one, what is local, what is domestic or American grown? And, you know, we're very open with what we're able to get. And, and, you know, we can look at anything in the cooler and be able to tell you where it's sourced mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the points where we definitely pride ourselves on industry education. We've been to a lot of the farms that we source from, you know, we've been to Amsterdam and Ecuador and, you know, up to Canada, you know, and, and of course, all of the, you know, some of the local farms that we mm-hmm. visited in our area too. So, so it's um, more about education and customer, um, just customer product knowledge or product knowledge that you share with customers. Well, and I think even among some of the products, you're going to see some differences. Yeah, I, I can't spin it as easy on yeah, but thing. So but, oh, um, you didn't do a one-sided. It's just as pretty on the I, back. Well, so I feel like I had to give it a little bit of depth on the back side, mm-hmm. but I'm not, it's not as filled in. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty though. Um, I might put it on my fireplace mantle. I, I think you should. I think you should. Mm. So what haven't you used? You haven't used the um, fertilaria or the kumquats or the, um, is that yeah, so now anthriscus? The oh, way? you use some of that purple an- raven's wing, that anthriscus. See, I wouldn't have yeah. known what that is. Yeah. So Yeah, it's it kind of has the same texture, delicate texture as the maidenhair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we... we you know, education is big for me. You know, I mean, I've been in the industry, I got to tell you, like 30 years now, which dates me. But what was it, your first floral industry job? Um, my first job was like in high school. I just was a grunt, you know, sweeping, sweeping floors and stuff. And um, I worked for actually oddly, another wholesaler in the Kansas City area. And when I was in college, it worked really, really well for my schedule because wholesalers get up so early. And, um, and from there, I just did a little bit more education. I ended up finding a job 
and it kind of just went from there. So a flower shop job. Yeah, I found a job at a a flower shop. They were very heavy into weddings. And so I got my feet wet with that job. And then I just decided to start my own thing, you know, at some point, like a lot of designers do. So, yeah, um, and it probably fit having a young family, too. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. Good, very flexible. Oh, that is so pretty, Andrea. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I really enjoy what we're doing now. I'm, I'm proud of us and proud of what we've been able to Yeah, I can't to wait do. to come visit and see the uh, to have you. Blue Hub because yeah. I feel like, I, I know you didn't have exact square footage, but I will say it <laughs> seems like you could know have that. <laughs> a workshop, you could have a workshop with like maybe 15 students, right? Exactly. And actually I'm doing that. I know this is going to be done later, but I'm doing that tomorrow actually. Back in um, Kansas City, we're having a local junior college come, and they're bringing their floral design classes and uh, for their field trip. So how I'm many, very excited. How many do you think you'll have? I think it's about 15. Okay. Um, they have a uh, – it's just right down the street from us, and they have some great programs and, you know, horticulture programs and stuff. So I love doing that kind of stuff. We, yeah. You know, even some of our high schools that are involved in like FFA and mm-hmm. stuff that have, you know, agricultural programs, they they now have floral design programs for their students and stuff. So I'm really excited to to continue, you know, teaching stuff in that way. And then again, with the teaching, I'm learning at the same time. So um, which there's always something to learn. So. Andrea, I just, you know, what you said about not cutting all the foliage off. I know we're jumping all around, but that's OK. That's how we talk. Right. Um, the tulip you just put in, it's it's so much more interesting because you left the blades on uh, yeah. the stem versus These are stripping amazing. it all off and having a kind of a wimpy looking yeah. stem. So it, I think it makes a difference. These are these are amazing, and I'm actually having a lot of fun with this. I mean, it's. Uh, Yes, I knew you wouldn't say no if I asked you to do, yeah. To do it. No, do. yeah, and everybody who knows me will be like, "Yep." <laughs> Well, you know, I don't get to I don't get to do as much design and as much anymore. You know, you and I'm stuck behind my desk and stuff far more than I would far more than I like right now. So I really enjoy getting out and yeah. doing the design. And you just and you do design for like your open houses and that sort of thing, right? When you're showing people, don't you do sort of? Um, well, obviously, COVID made it hard. Well, but. we we actually did our open houses. Um, we, we didn't actually have a lull with that. So we did it, um, and we have a different concept every time. So our last open house, each of our, uh, each of our designers did an inspiration table. So that was really fun because you got to see the different design. I wanted to promote our design ability, uh, you know, design ability for, for, you know, other designers that hadn't seen that before, or maybe new customers that hadn't seen that before. So each of us did our own design table. So, uh, and we had our names next to them and stuff. You and so. your team members. Then. Yes, yeah. exactly. And was it like a whole tablescape? Like the yeah, everybody and- just had creative freedom to pick what they wanted and pick the product that they wanted to showcase. And we kind of all picked different color palettes and just mm-hmm. you know that was kind of how we we did some inspiration tables is what I call them. Mm-hmm. So. Andrea, you know, uh, the colors are so delicious, and, and I can't... What did you start with? Because I, I, know that, <laughs> I know that orange and purple are kind of quasi-complementary. Um, yeah. The color wheel, right? 
Well, and that, that's kind of why I was thinking about the turquoise vase at the very mm-hmm. beginning because mm-hmm. of that reason. But then it kind of this just kind of grounds morphs, it so, so much better. It's more organic. Now I've got to try to figure these out because they're a little bit shorter stems, but I kind of feel like naturally that's gonna just that's that's as quirky as you bend want it to down, be, right? yeah. And you're going to leave the greenery on because it, it would look very odd otherwise. I am, and I really like it because it's really dark green on one side and kind of a different lighter green on the other. So I feel like everything about the foliage is kind of interesting. So. And I, I, I just knocked the base I just love that you picked the fritillaria because we saw that yesterday in the garden at the Chihuly uh, Glass and Garden exhibit in Seattle. We spent more time looking at plants. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. And that's a, a, play, a source of color inspiration, too. It, it is. And that, um, it, I think it's got a lot of, like, floral undertones in some mm-hmm. of it, too. So, Well, so when you head home and you start um, planning your next your next chapter, um, what we'll have to just, for people who want to follow you, they're going to have to keep an eye on uh, your two Instagram feeds because you're, you're, you're still in an experimental stage of what you might want to do to um, increase the number of local growers that you're able to uh, distribute for, right? I mean, just it's all yes. relationships. Yes, and I think that we, you know, the, the, the growers that we do have relationships with, I'm very appreciative for. Uh, the product that they bring to us is amazing. It moves really, really quickly, and it's it's lovely. You know, I feel like we found a groove with a few that I'm very, very, you know, we're very lucky. And so, you know, because of that, we know what we have coming in, so we try to, we don't try to source the same things from, from somewhere else if we want that product to shine um, that particular week, and, and we're open, you know, because we're more boutique we don't necessarily we we love unique things we love things that have bends in the stem and that kind of like curve over naturally and aren't straight up and down and stuff so I we love all the nuancey type of um you know fun things that come along with um, that sometimes more local product so a little bit more of a um I guess not not so commercialized, and so you're you're not getting that uniform stem all the time. Well, we had a grower. She's like, I'm not sure you're going to want these because the the stem is not straight. <laughs> and I was like, perfect. <laughs> you know, bring I it on. <laughs> what makes you think I wanted a straight stem? So, all right, I am getting down to where I am almost done. Honestly, fiddling around with this. Honestly, I did not. I I'm worried about this space because the mouth is so open, and you um, you didn't have trouble filling it. It's it. I love this space. I think it worked out really good. Sorry, I just got that on my ear before. That's okay. That last um, stem you put in, I think that's like some kind of manzanita, and um, with the dark red. Um, trunk too is so pretty in the branches yeah this is pretty and when you and when you look down into it i i like doing you know some depth and stuff so i'm kind of trying to yeah you have some shorter any other things in here i like being able to peek down into something and see little surprises you know yeah so we'll get some photos because that's the other thing that you do is photograph your work so beautifully thank you um oh my gosh well i just think it's like a, a little um jewel box of spring 
Yes. And I know the Grovelia is from California, and that's kind of a little different, but um, it's still American-grown. <laughs> so That's right. But, and, I mean, this is amazing how it turned out. And I really love this. <laughs> I really love this selection. Yeah, you got your orange. Yeah, and that's the one thing I said, that we needed to find some kumquats and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a funny story back at home. We... Yeah, we don't see it. Like, we don't see that a lot. Um, we don't, you know, so. It's not something you get, like, a huge box of. It's a, it's a specialty right. item, it's a right? specialty item, and we can definitely order it in and all of that. But we don't, sometimes we, we do get persimmons. We get some. Pomegranates. Pomegranates, yes. thank you. Yes, I knew exactly what you are talking about, yeah. So we do get some of that stuff, yeah. you know, but, um, and some of the, uh like fun little pods and seeds yeah. and all that stuff. So, oh. but yeah, this, that was fun. I had, actually, that's what started the whole color palette as I walked in and saw those and I was like, okay, so we're doing this. Oh my gosh. It's beautiful, Andrea. Thank you so much. And um, we'll get some, some in situation photos so we can show how it looks up uh, either on my front porch or on the man mantle. But it's, this is great stuff. So thanks for having me yeah. and hosting and and I really enjoyed my time here. First thank, time in Washington. Yeah, and thank you so much for sharing uh, an update with us on what Andrea K. Grist Floral Art is doing and Florasource KC and KC Bloom Hub. So we'll have all those links to your places on the, on the social media network. All and, the things. Um, yeah, and also let people know how they can, if they're going to Kansas City and they want to rent a studio space, how to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We had a group in from Colorado last week and... We had a lot of fun with them. So, um, you know, we're, we love meeting new people and, and getting to see their creative process. Uh, that, that is one thing that we really enjoy because yeah. everybody does things differently, you know, even down to how they process their flowers and how they do their designs and their whole creative process. So, so that's been eye-opening for us as well. Wow. And thank you for sharing this design demo. Um, it's just you. inspiring. I love the way you combine these colors and some of the ingredients. And it's just just delightful. Uh, thank you so much, Andrea. Thanks, Deborah. Thank you so much for joining us today. You can find the full ingredient list, more photos from Andrea's floral demonstration, and more details about her numerous projects in Kansas City in the floral marketplace there, and the video of her design demonstration, all in our show notes for episode 556 at slowflowerspodcast.com. Our next sponsor thanks goes to Longfield Gardens, which provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Check out the full catalog at Longfield Gardens. That's longfield-gardens.com. Well, it's May already, and there's lots of great Slow Flowers news to share. Please check out our May newsletter packed with details about the upcoming American Flowers Week promotions, our new Slow Flowers Journal digital magazine, which is launching as a quarterly in June, links to all the recent press about Slow Flowers, and 
all our other membership resources. You'll find the sign-up link to our May 13th Slow Flowers member meetup there too. And we're featuring two of the designers presenting at the upcoming Slow Flowers Summit. That's uh, coming up, as I said, on May 13th. So check out the newsletter link in today's show notes for episode 556 at slowflowerspodcast.com and you'll find all those details. And a program note, congratulations to the winners of our book giveaway from a few weeks ago. Thanks to Abrams and Lorene Edwards-Forkner for two copies of her new book, Color In and Out of the Garden, going to Kathy Roca and Karen Faulkner. We'll be in touch to arrange mailing details soon. Our final sponsor thanks goes to Red Twig Farms. Based in Johnstown, Ohio, Red Twig Farms is a family-owned farm specializing in peonies, daffodils, tulips and branches, a popular peony bouquet by mail program, and their Spread the Hope campaign where customers purchase 10 tulip stems for essential workers and others in their community. Learn more at redtwigfarms.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers podcast is a member-supported endeavor downloaded more than 844,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. If you're new to our weekly show or our long-running podcast, check out all of our resources at slowflowerssociety.com and consider making a donation to sustain Slow Flowers' ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button at slowflowerspodcast.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers Show and the Slow Flowers Podcast. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more Slow Flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. I look forward to seeing you. Thank you.